0: How many of you got joy today? He already quoted, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, happiness is just things around you sometimes, but the joy of the Lord is with what God gives you. The spirit of the Holy ghost that's within you can give you joy. It says all after all that I've been through, I still got joy because I know where my strength comes from. My strength comes from the Lord. I still have joy. Oh, hallelujah. And if we will let that joy dwell in us, that others can seek that joy. I tell you what, I feel it running over in this place this morning. The Holy Ghost is so real. And that's what I'm going to teach on is about the Holy Ghost, the working of the Holy Ghost. That's not something we just put on a shelf. Oh, God, let's all pray before I start my lesson. God, I thank you for your spirit. Oh hallelujah I thank you that your anointing is so real Through the power of the Holy Ghost That comes alive in each one that seeks you God I thank you that Your word oh God Is a lamp unto our feet And a light unto our path It's the one that leads us and guides us When we allow it in the Holy Ghost God We thank you for joy and peace Because it cannot come from this world Nobody can give it to us And nobody can take it away oh God We thank you, Lord, for your blessings, God. God is so good. God is so good. I'm so thankful for the blessings of God. God is so faithful every day. Oh, he's so much more faithful than I am to him, Sister Laura. God is so faithful. I'm so thankful today to have my sister and my brother-in-law with me today. They're going somewhere after a while uh, to a reunion or something, and I said, oh, you mean you're going to listen to me? Hey, guys, they know me. (laughs) And sometimes that's dangerous. They know the pranks I play and all that. But God is still our strength, and I'm so glad to have them. And I got to thinking that yesterday we had a pre-Thanksgiving in Memphis with my my sisters and them, and God was so good. God was so good. And I thank God. But you know what, Rhonda, when I was was thinking about that, I thought about a glad reunion day someday. A glad reunion day. There's going to be, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. I'm so thankful for his love and his grace. Oh, man, I could just keep going. God is so good. Woo. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that as a young child, somebody told me about Jesus. I'm so thankful that as a young child, I sat at somebody's knee. As they curled my hair, even though my parents wasn't living for God at that time. But they told me about Jesus. And I've never forgot the message of who Jesus is. And there's an old song I used to hear. And this isn't in my notes, guys. I may go everywhere today, brother. That's all right. but, but they used to tell me about Jesus. And there was an old song that you to say, said, tell me that story again. Tell me that story again, because it thrilled my soul that you said someone came from glory and took, gave his life to save mine. So tell me that story again. I'm telling you, I was talking to Sister Rhonda this morning, and we take it for granted here. We take it for granted in this, in in our church and in our families that everybody knows the story of Jesus. But I'm telling you, there's a world out there, not in, not in foreign countries, Here, here in our city, in America, that doesn't know about Jesus, that doesn't know about Jesus. And God help us to do what you want us to do to let others know about Jesus. God is so faithful. That's just thrown in there, guys. (laughs) My lesson today, if I can see, is understanding the works of the Holy Ghost understanding the works of the Holy ghost. We all know here, most of us know and believe about the Holy ghost. We know it, but do we understand the works of the Holy ghost? He didn't give us the Holy ghost just to set on a shelf as a pretty ornament. He didn't give us something just like in, in, when it comes Halloween, people decorate for fall festival, decorate for fall festival, but in, in also, in, in Thanksgiving, they put out things for Thanksgiving and then Christmas. That's not what he gave us the Holy Ghost for, to just to put out in certain seasons. The Holy Ghost has a purpose to work in our lives. And we, we've got to understand the working of the Holy Ghost. And I thought about doing this, but I won't because I know it would take the... might do it, that way I wouldn't teach. It'd take the whole time to t- pick out different ones and say, stand and tell me what the Holy Ghost has done for you. I mean, the Holy Ghost, he's giving me joy. He's my comforter. He's my peace. He's my protector. I can lay my head down at night and never worry because I know he's my protector. And Marty and I was talking about that just the other night because there'd been some break-ins in our area. And he said, Mom, I wouldn't be surprised that when they come here, they see something God in the house. I said, I don't either. Because that's what our God does for us. He's our protector. Understanding the works of the Holy Ghost. The works of the Holy Ghost is is how we exalt Christ in our heart. That's how when we get the Holy Ghost, it makes us feel more. We begin to learn more about him if we will let the Holy Ghost lead us. The Holy Ghost exalts Christ in our hearts. He forms the image of Christ in us. If we've got the Holy Ghost, then we're going to begin to have the image of Christ in us. We owe all to God in salvation. The Father gave us the Son, the Son gave us His life for us, and the Spirit gives us life in faith in Jesus Christ. That's the working of the Holy Ghost. And John Saint John five or first John Saint John five and seven says, For there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word which is Jesus, because the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we know that was Jesus and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. These three are one. That, that's some other Bible study lessons. But it says, and these three are one. St. John 1 and 1 tells us the word was made flesh, and that was Jesus, and he dwelt among us. Who is the Holy Ghost? You know, a lot of people says it, 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 it is not it. It's a he who is, or it's a person who is the Holy Ghost. It's a spirit. Who is the Holy Ghost? As it just said in John five and seven, that is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is Jesus. The works of the Holy Ghost. We're going to talk about the works of the Holy Ghost in a believer's life. Now, people that's not a believer, they, they may not even know anything about the Holy Ghost. Romans 8 and 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be in that Spirit, God dwells in you. All right. if you're, that's a working of the Holy Ghost. If you're in the Spirit, God dwells in you. Now, if any man has not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I want the Holy Ghost dwelling in me because I want to be Christ-like and I want to be one of his. Romans 15 and 13. Now, the God of hope... Fills you with all joy. There's that joy again. The ho- that's one of the works of the Holy Ghost. It's going to fill you with joy. It's going to fill you with joy. If you're sad and down, trodden all the time, check your Holy Ghost level. Yeah. You know, like you got to check the oil in your car? Yeah. Check your Holy Ghost level. And I was thinking of that one. This is not on there either, but I was thinking of that when I was praying this morning over there. And I thought, oil and water don't mix. And if I put a jar here and I put some water in it and then I put oil, the oil's going to stay on the top. And sometimes if you keep living in that Holy Ghost, you're not going to have any of that water left. You're going to be filled with the oil of the Holy Ghost. Let that happen in your life. Now, the God of hope fills you with joy and peace in believing. What does it fill us with? With joy and peace in believing what? That you may abound in hope. The Holy Ghost fills us with peace that we may abound in hope through the power of that Holy Ghost. If He did it once, He'll do it again. And if we got the power of the Holy Ghost living within us, we know that He says, later on I'll read in here. He will hold no good things from those that walk up right before Him. We can trust Him if He says He's going to do it, it's going to happen through the power of the Holy Ghost. When we believe And receive the Spirit in our lives. It is not to use it or just to put it on a shelf, like I said earlier. But it is to be activated in our life. We want the Holy Ghost to be activated in us. There's six important, I'm going to talk about six important works of the Holy Ghost. We may get through and we may not. Number one, the Holy Ghost solidifies or confirms a relationship with God. How many wants a relationship with God? There's no, no greater peace and joy in this world, in anything, as to know that you have a relationship with God. To know that you have, and you can know that you have a relationship with God. Because when you know that you have that relationship with God, he leads you, He guides you. The most to have a relationship with God, that is the most one. St. John 14 and 26. But, com- but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things into your remembrance, whosoever, whatsoever I have said unto you. That's what the Holy Ghost will do to you again. The Holy Ghost is to confirm what you already know. You read it and you say, do I understand that? Sister B, the Holy Ghost will confirm the word. The Holy Ghost will confirm the word. Ephesians uh, 1 and 13 tell us, after we have heard the word of truth and believed it, we were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Now, the thing there is after we have heard the word and believed it, do we believe it? If we believe it, then it seals us with a promise. First John 1 and 4, truly our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. We have the fellowship by allowing the Holy Ghost to live in us and to be alive with us. That's how we fellowship with it. Another thing, another work of the Holy Ghost is to assist us. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I need a lot of assistance. I need a lot of assistance, not in just things of this of natural things, but it assists us in prayer. The Holy Ghost will assist us in prayer. I'm so thankful for the power of prayer. Prayer works. Prayer works. And the Holy Ghost will insist assist us in praying it will assist us in knowing how to pray romans 8 26 27 likewise the spirit also helps our infirmities infirmities means the spirit the holy ghost helps our weaknesses our our things that we don't understand things that we don't know and it does it that for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us there's sometimes we don't know what to say. And I'm just gonna throw this in right here. I was telling Sister Rhonda and Boone this morning. There's sometimes we don't know how to pray. We was talking about the wars and things going on and what's happening. And I said, you know, I look at that and I know these all these things have to come to pass. And I, and I'd say, I'd try to pray and I'd pray and I'd say, God, how do I pray for them? I don't want to pray against your will. And it was just like a voice clicked and said, The Lord's prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And so when a tragedy strikes somewhere, and I don't know how to pray, I know I can pray the Lord's Prayer. Because it's all covered in that, is the Lord's Prayer. But anyway, the, the Spirit will pray for us. And we know that all things work, when we're praying, that all things work together for good. To those that love the Lord and them that are called according to his purpose. There again, if we're praying, what's the what is the one thing that to get those prayers answered? We gotta love the Lord. We gotta love the Lord. And if we love the Lord, we'll keep we'll keep ourselves activated in that. And so it will assist us in our prayer life. I'm so thankful that many times when we get down, and I know, I know I've heard Sister Laura pray heard a lot of you pray, but many times when we get down, we're not sure how to pray. And and it goes beyond and then it begins with groanings. That's the spirit praying through us because we don't know what to pray for. And so thank God for the Holy Ghost that he knows he can see a lot farther than I can see. And he knows a lot more than I know. And so when that, when I'm praying in the spirit like that, he knows where my soul, he knows us people. He knows our heart, our soul, and our desire. And if our desire is to do good and to love Him, and we're praying, He knows the needs that we have. That's what the Holy Ghost will assist us in our prayer life. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. Who? In the Holy Ghost. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Sometimes we ask, For our own good. And it may not be according to his will. That's the reason I always say. Not my will God but thys. But have your way. Your will and your purpose in this. Because I don't know. And I've done that so many times. And I I could go down a list for the last two weeks. Where God has done that for me. He took care of something that I did not know how to pray for. And I would say that. And God took care of it. Just the way I wanted it taken care of. God is so faithful to let the Holy Ghost work in you. Another thing, that another mission of the Holy Ghost is, is to reveal the truth of the scriptures to us. The Holy Ghost will reveal the scriptures to us if we'll allow it. John 16 and 13 says, How bid, when the Spirit of truth, that's the Holy Ghost, is come, He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Ghost is truth. Jesus said, He's truth, and it's going to guide us into all truth. He will guide you if we will let him. He will guide us. God is, it said, the grace of God has appeared unto all men. That means everybody. It is not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to to have eternal life. So the grace of God has appeared unto all men. It's coming and appeared unto all men because it's not his will. But are we willing to let him lead us in the truth? You can take somebody that that's never been raised in this at all. Never. And don't think we're the only ones that God's working with. Because we're not. But you could take somebody that's never been raised in this, but they're so humble of loving God that they stay in this word. They stay in the word like Cornelius' household. They stay in the word and they start saying, God, whatever you've got for me, will you lead me to that? I'm willing to follow. You lead me, I'll follow. That's a working of the Holy Ghost. And if, they, if we're willing to follow, he will lead us into all truth and righteousness for his namesake. Because it's not his will that any should perish. And as Saint John 14 and 16 said, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. That's what the Holy Ghost is going to teach us to know that. and says, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Right. There is no other way. There is no other way. And I know, and I've said this before, in this day and time, people are saying a lot of things. Oh, they don't want you to say, well, that group's not going to make it. This group's not going to make it. That I'm telling you, it says there is a way that seemeth right unto man. That's what it says. But it's not. But I'm telling you, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if we believe, a believer believes that there's no other way for salvation but through Jesus Christ, that's, that's the ones that's searching for him. We're not praying to an idol. We're not worshiping Buddha or none of that. And I don't mind saying that. But if you're not coming under the blood of Jesus Christ and letting the Holy Ghost lead you that way, you're not going to make it because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other way. So if we're going to make it to heaven, we've got to let the Holy Ghost teach us and lead us. And there's a whole lot more about what we do when he does that. Even in the old times, Second Peter 1 and 21, For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of men. It didn't come by men. But by the holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Even the prophecy that was in old times, they, the Holy Ghost was the one that moved on them. Aren't you thankful today that they moved on them, but we got the Holy Ghost within us. That's the working of the Holy Ghost within us. Was moved on by the Holy Ghost. I'm so thankful that we know the word is truth. Colossians 1 and 23 tells us that the Holy Ghost will lead and guide us if we allow it and hold fast to it in our faith. Hold fast to it. A lot of times we don't allow it to lead us because, ooh, I really don't want to walk that road. But if we will allow it, it will lead us and guide us. You know, when I was talking about truth, God will not reveal more truth to you than you will take. If you shut out that truth, the Holy Ghost won't keep revealing it to you. If you don't want to accept that and you put out a wall, that's just like when you're going to a counselor. If you've already, and I've been in the counseling chair counseling people, and if they walk in my room and they've already put up a wall that I don't want to listen to one thing she's got to say, you can't get past that wall. And that's the way it is. God is a gentleman. He's not going to knock down your wall. But the Holy Ghost will lead you if you will allow it to. Number four, the working of the Holy Ghost. Help us to overcome sin. Let me tell you, people, just because we repented of our sins and we got baptized in the name of Jesus and received the gift of the Holy Ghost does not mean that we don't deal with sin. It's abounding everywhere. We're not perfect just because we got the Holy Ghost. I think it was David that said, God, forgive me. He first said, created in me a new heart and clean spirit and a right spirit in me. But he said, oh, God, forgive me of my unknown sins that I sinned and didn't even realize I sinned. Maybe it's a thought or something like that. But God, it helps us to overcome sin. Galatians 5 and 16. This I say, walk in the spirit, walk in the Holy Ghost, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. People, all sins comes under three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And if we're walking in the Holy Ghost and letting the Holy Ghost lead us, we may be tempted, we may be tried. But just like Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. We can be tempted and tried, but if we'll let the Holy Ghost lead us, we do not have to go that way of sin. He says, you are... We're led to sin when we're drawn away by our own lust. Not, not that he's tempting us, but we see something that we think, well, I just wonder what that would be like. Let the Holy Ghost lead you, and you won't have to worry about that sin. This, this I say, walk in the Spirit. The flesh will war against the Spirit, but if you will let the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, fill that oil up, let the Holy Ghost be the most in that jar, And you're not going to have to worry about every every temptation that comes to you because the Holy Ghost will help you to overcome it. And here's one thing about it. If If you're having trouble, if I'm having trouble, if you're having trouble in overcoming some things in your life, it says, stir up the Holy Ghost like I taught the last time. Let the Holy Ghost be alive in you because it will help you to overcome sin. And if you're struggling with something... There's an old saying, it's an Indian proverb. You got a mad dog and you got a good dog. And they're in a fight. Which one's going to win? The one you feed the most. We cannot keep our eyes on things of this world and, and expect to be victorious over sin. We cannot lust after things of this world and oh God, I w- if if I wasn't this this or that, I would I'd love to do that. Before long, you're going to be doing that. And what you've got to do is let the Holy Ghost be assisted in keeping you overcoming sin. But you've got to feed that spirit, and you feed that spirit. And we say this so much, I know I do all the time, and the pastor does too. You feed that spirit by prayer, fasting and studying his word. You cannot get the word in your heart unless you pick it up and study it and know the word. But that will, the Holy Ghost will help us to overcome sin. And when we overcome sin, help us to overcome that our lives will be desirous to be like God and to be like him, to to have that spirit to be like him. We're going to have love. We're going to have joy. We're going to have peace. Long-suffering, that's the spirit of God. That's the spirit of the Holy Ghost in us. Goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Go back and read that whole chapter of Galatians 5 and 16, and you'll see what the Holy Ghost will lead and keep you from because it also tells you the lust of the flesh, what the, the works of the lust of the flesh is. And we don't want to walk that way. So it will help us to lead us to overcome sin. Number five. It will give us boldness to be a witness. How many of us, and I know I've been so guilty of it, how many of us for years we we thought we were on the other side of the track? Well, they won't listen to us. We're from the other side of the track. And we wasn't bold enough. Hey, the Holy Ghost will give us boldness. After the Holy Ghost fell upon them, Peter and them had boldness. They had boldness. Acts 1 and 8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses unto me. We got the power if we'll use it. And that's what it is in Acts 4 and 8. And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them and told them that there was no other way of salvation. Now, he didn't have the the nerve to stand up and tell it before because the Jewish culture led. But after the Holy Ghost come up on him, he said there's no other way of salvation without Jesus Christ. So the Holy Ghost will give us boldness to stand up and witness no matter if somebody we know that it's going to be against the grain. The Holy Ghost will give you power not to be arrogant, not to be boastful, because we're to do this with love. You know, we can know the truth and not present it correctly and be wrong, but we have to present it with love. And it says, and uh, there's no other way of salvation. A- after that, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke the word of God with boldness. Are we willing to speak the word of God with boldness to not be ashamed, to not be ashamed? The Holy Ghost, number six, and I'm trying to get finished. Number six, the Holy Ghost will transform your character. That's mighty important for a lot of us. The Holy Ghost, if you will allow it, will transform your character. Ephesians 5 and 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise to consider, to consider your circumstances and all that. We, if it changes our character before we may have been foolish all the time, and I'm not saying it's wrong to have some fun. That's not what I'm talking about, but there's difference between foolishness and just good clean fun. There's difference. And the Holy Ghost will change our character. Verse 20 says, give, Because what this will make us do is give thanks unto the Lord always, for, unto God always. The Holy Ghost, if we will allow it, one of the workings is, even though we may have been somebody that was not thankful before, it will make us see things in a different light to be thankful for. We may have not have even thought to be thankful for something before. We take it for granted that the sun comes up and the sun goes down. Do we thank God for that? Right. But when he changes our character, and I'm not going to get to a lot of this other, but I'm, because it's, times is almost up, but I'm going to tell you this. I, some come to my mind. Your character marks how you leave the world. How, or how the world sees you, your character. And God can change your character from someone that wasn't a good person to someone that's good. And I, and I, thought, uh, I thought of that, and I thought of John Newton. How many, how many of you know John Newton or anything about him? How many of you know Amazing Grace? How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. Before that, if you read your history, John Newton wasn't a good man. He was a slave trader. And one time on that ship, something got a hold of John Newton. And he realized that he was not a good person. And what he was doing was evil and wrong. And he, he was one of those that began to call God. And he says, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. He was no longer who he used to be because he let the Holy Ghost change him. So the Holy Ghost will change your character. We can no longer use the excuse, well, I was born this way. I take after my father. No, if you're born again, you take after your heavenly father, and that's Jesus Christ. So we can't blame that on our earthly father or who we was raised by. Jesus Christ, we're to take on that image. The Holy Ghost will take on that image. And if you don't think changing your character... Affects history. I'm going to give two more. How many knows about Hitler? We all know about Hitler. How evil, how evil that character was. But how many knows about Sister Teresa? The nun that gave all her life to saving people. What a difference in character. So character does matter. Is character important? Yes, it does. And if we don't have a right character standard, if we see something in us that we don't think, if we see a character trait in us, if, if you ever went to AA, NA, and all of that and worked in addictions like I did, we, there's character traits with every one of the 12-step programs. And we, t- we see, if we see a character trait, if you see a character trait in you that's not good, let the Holy Ghost change it. You can't change it on your own. I can't change it on my own, but the Holy Ghost can change it. The Holy Ghost has the power if we will let it. And so I hope that helped you today. Just I know I'm speaking to a choir, but understand, sometimes we let things just get a little bit lax. But if we will realize how much power that the Holy Ghost has in our life, if we will let it go to work, it's our comforter. It's our peace. It's our everlasting Father. It's going to keep me no matter wherever I go. It's going to give me joy when no matter what situations I'm in, the Holy Ghost will let me have joy in him. After all that I've been through, I still have joy. After all that I've been through, I still have joy. Hallelujah. And all is well if we let him control us. God bless you.
1: Thank God for that excellent study on the Holy Ghost. And I don't know why anybody wouldn't want it. The Bible says that if we will repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's yours. Today is the day of salvation. And everything that Sister McMillan just said about the Holy Ghost, you can have it. I'm, I'm sold. I want the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I have the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get the Holy Ghost by doing what the Bible says. Let's pray that God would allow the Holy Ghost to be what allows that it will lead us and guide us and do everything that we were taught. God, I pray that every person here that has the Holy Ghost will allow what we have been taught today to make application in our life. And I pray for everyone that doesn't have the Holy Ghost that you will give them a desire to receive that. And I know that they will because it's a promise to all of us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We're going to take just a few moments break and we're going to have a great time in our worship service in just a few moments.